There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is episode 49 with Clay Clark. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Welcome to Is Told by Nomads. Today I have with me Clay Clark, the founder of Thrive15.com. And uh, Clay's life, you know, thus far has been nothing short of uh, epic. You know, he started his first business out of his, his Oral Roberts University College dorm at the tender young age of 18. He was named Tulsa member of uh, the Metro Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year. A 20 small business administration named him the Oklahoma's Entrepreneur of the Year by the age of 27. And throughout his business life, you know, he started successful businesses, written books, consulted with several companies. And then he decided to give uh, people, business starters who wanted to launch their own businesses, a platform and an opportunity to learn from other entrepreneurs by giving them 15-minute online courses. And that's what Thrive 15 is all about. And, you know, we're going to be talking about how to build businesses today and especially on a global level and how to use uh, media to do that as well as on an online platform. And then we're also just going to be diving into his journey today. So welcome to the show, Clay. I appreciate it. I love your enthusiasm, my friend. I'm excited to be here. Ah, well, well, thank you so much. Well, you know, I, I, I did you know an overview of who you are, but why don't you tell us, you know, how you got started and kind of your journey. You know, why, why Thrive 15? Why you do what you do and why and who you are and what you're about? Now, I know rule number one of a podcast is not to interview the interviewer, but my understanding is that uh, uh, you, you're going, you're actually finishing up your MBA and starting a business early, right? Is that right. correct? That is correct. I am. Um, well, if we're if we're gonna do okay, well, we're gonna interview. Let's let's do this cross interview because I I um at some point I had started a, a blog and then it, it accidentally it, well it became a podcast and then all of a sudden podcast started you know growing. And I was like, wait, why don't I do this? Um, Full time, and then I, I got scared, so I, I went, you know, the typical entrepreneurship. I mean, MBA route where you know you take up internships and you you take up a job, 
And then at one point, as a new administration, they came in and then they, they just called him into the office and said, Hey, Tyle, um, um, we're going to have to let you go. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I had, I had a, you know, I was just looking at her and I was like, I, I, you know, I was like in the movies, one of those moments where everything goes blank and you're looking and you're trying to stay strong. Like this, I've never been let go in my life. So, um, I, I had, a as I was walking back home, I said, I'm just going to start this platform, a uh, media platform that I've been working on. Uh, on the side and just go and better myself, um, you know. And then I did. I spent the whole next week building out the platform and reaching out to people to create daily content. And then I just went for it. And um, you know, it, you know, it's been uh, an interesting and, and very, very fruitful journey since then. But it was uh, that crossroads I was at, and then I, like Robert Frost, I decided to take the road less traveled and just decided to go on myself. So. You know, for me, I mean, my my uh, journey is, is probably very similar to yours and in that, uh, you know, I was in college and, you, you know, the, the, the rule book says you're supposed to wait until after college. Right. You know, that's what people think to start a business and you'd probably, uh, you know, better better have it all figured out and have a backup plan and have several backup plans before you're equipped emotionally and psychologically and intellectually ready to start a business. And then at that point, you should still wait a few more years until you get really ready and for me, I, I grew up where I was very financially limited. I was uh, paying for my college, didn't have enough money to really at many times afford the basic essentials of college. And so I uh, was working at Applebee's and I was working at Target and I had the whole trifecta of the, of the retail, big box, meets, restaurant, tip sort of job, working in a call center as well. And I just thought, man, if I could start a business out of my dorm room to pay for this thing, this thing being college, that's probably where I need to be. That's the only way I can pay for college. Right. And I started a business called DJ Connection, where we did entertainment for uh, college students. You know, people were looking to have a good time on the weekend. I would, I was a DJ, and I, I had all the. I basically started renting gear, and I would promote people to come to these uh, parties, uh, promote events uh, at the Marriott, where we we promoted. It was called the next episode at the Marriott, where it is very hot. And then the idea was people would pay, you know, five dollars. Uh, a person or $10 a person to come to these different dance parties and I would promote it all over the campus with flyers and brochures just like Russell Simmons did when he was first promoting hip hop Mm. and it took off and then people started asking me to do weddings and clubs and it just grew and grew and eventually my ambition grew to the point where I realized hey you know these systems I've learned to build this DJ business I could apply these principles to other kinds of businesses Uh, you know that's how I've really gotten where I am today. Wow! Wow! And then, and, and from then on, obviously, you're a serial entrepreneur. How did you decide what the next business was going to be? Well, uh, I received Entrepreneur of the Year from the Small Business Administration uh, at the age of uh, 27, and I was Entrepreneur of the Year for the City of Tulsa, and uh, and I was uh, 20. And with both of those businesses, I became a voracious I became a voracious reader of case studies and, and a guy who really reached out to a lot of to a lot of mentors to get to that point. And when you start upgrading who you're around and you start surrounding yourself with mentors who've actually done it, you start to see more possibilities. You know, when you're um, living in, a, in, in the hood or living in a rough area and maybe you, 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 everything around you is not good and the, and the people who are around you are not optimistic and they don't have opportunities, maybe, you're, maybe you, you view the world from kind of a limited perspective. But when I changed my social settings and changed my geography and changed the books I was reading, I began to see more opportunities. And so the next one I hopped into is I uh, bought a party rental business. Then I started a production company and a, uh, started an audio production company, started a photography company. And it just kind of kept snowballing to where I started working with dentists and neurologists and optometrists and you name it. Hmm. 
Hmm. And, and um, you know, it's fascinating to me because you, you said change your geography. I'm, I'm Nigerian and I ended up growing up in, in multiple countries, five different countries. And one of the things that I've, I've, I've picked up and the perspectives that I've, I've gotten from being in different environments is just the way the mindset of a nomad sort of opens your mind. And I've always been curious about applying that to business and also young entrepreneurs as as we prepare them for the next set of global leaders my premise is you know um you know my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference and i'm and i'm trying to create a platform that that equips you know millennials and generations years to be ready for the next uh <laughs> the time when it's time for them to seize the mantle and i, and I honestly believe that learning how to communicate across cultures as well as thinking outside the box, which is something that you're very, very a big proponent of, is something that's necessary. I'm just curious as to, you know, you had all these companies. When you decided to create Thrive15 and use an online platform, why did you decide to use a medium such as uh, the Internet and uh, create several videos? Why, why did you feel like that was the way to go to equip future business owners? You have uh, three quick layers I'll give you. Um, one is that if you're listening to this today, um, you're listening, you know, obviously you're here because you want to grow, you want to expand your mindset. Well, a lot of people here, man, I should go find a mentor. When, and they hear that whether I'm talking about it or maybe you or other people. But you got to be very careful who your mentors are, mm. right? you got to make sure you're getting, I call them goats. But a, a mountain goat has been to the top of the mountain. It's pretty easy for the mountain goat to get to the top of the mountain. And a goat stands for the greatest of all time. Right. So I like to look for people who've already made it to the top. I like to look for a goat, a mentor, somebody. So I like to look for, I, I, years ago I got a chance to meet uh, George Foreman, you know, the Hall of Fame boxer. And I met yeah. uh, David Green, who started Hobby Lobby. And uh, I've met David Robinson. And these people who are goats, I mean, people who are at the top of their field. Uh, one of our guys is the PR consultant for, he used to be the PR consultant for Michael Jackson, you know, one of our mentors. And these are, these are goats. These are the people at the top. But when you, get, when you find someone at the top, guess what? They're always busy. They have very little time. And they're not wanting to sell coaching services. These are people who are busy making their own millions. And I found like there's really hard, it's really hard for people to find those kinds of people, you know, because they're busy doing their own thing. So I thought, I thought I'm thrive. If we could just catch a few goats and uh, have them teach what they know, that would be awesome. So that was the idea, number one. Um, two is people kept asking me if I would you know, help them grow their business, and, and I kept feeling like, well, I can't justify taking time away from my own core business to help you with your business um, unless I'm charging at a certain point. Because I was volunteering at this point in my life almost two days a week for junior achievement you know, before I charged anybody anything. And I thought, man, I, I've got to find a way to, you know, so I started charging people, but the clients that were paying were doctors and lawyers and neurologists and attorneys, you know, clients that could pay for them. And I felt like that there needed to be a, a way to democratize that and to make world-class training available for like $50, you know, something where you just pay 50 bucks a month or something less than you would spend on a cell phone, you know, where you get world-class education. And then probably the final thing that, that made it really hit home for me and why I decided to put it on the internet is you look at the cost of college, even online education for college. I mean, if you want to go get a business degree from everything from Harvard to uh, uh, you know, Howard University to, I mean, any of these schools that offer business education, Tulsa University, San Diego State, you're not going to get out of there, my friend, without spending less than fifty or $60,000 minimum. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> and so I thought, yeah. well, hey, yeah. you know, if you pay $50 a month to learn not all the stuff, but the stuff you need to know. You know, a lot of these entrepreneurs, I talk to them and I say, 
Specifically, how do you get your website to the top of Google? Specifically, how do you lead a meeting? How did you start a business without, any, without, without a budget? How do you market? How do you do sales? And none of them say, well, you know, my class I studied on papyrus my sophomore year. That was really that, that American history class, that, that humanities course, that American literature course is really what's allowed me to be successful. Right. You know, college teaches you how to learn, but a lot of times it doesn't teach you what you need to learn. Mm. No, no, I mean... Here at UID, we're getting ready to launch uh, UID University, and it's a series of courses on, um, um, you know, global leadership as well as uh, different ways to adapt to different cultures. And it's it was the same frustration that you had. It was you know because I I've obviously gone through the the education system. You know, I've done the the undergrad. I'm wrapping up my MBA here in May, and it's it was always that idea when I when I got to the point where for someone like, like me who's very heavily involved in digital media, I was, I was always wondering well. Uh, why are we teaching more theory things and not th- oh, talking about what's well, yeah what's actually applicable? Can I say some offensive stuff, maybe. Can I just throw it out there, man? I'm not super offensive. I'm not going to get you know hopefully arrested here, but this is the deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the the goats that I know, mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. Example: Michael Levine. You know, he's the PR guy I was telling you about for Pizza Hut, Michael Jackson, Nike, whatever. Michael mm-hmm. Levine. He's he's on Thrive. He's awesome. He is not regularly available to speak at colleges. Why? Because he's making his million working millions working as a PR guy. Right. Well, who is available to teach the course? Well, it's usually a guy that's a little bit risk averse. Usually a guy that kind of likes the security of the campus. Usually a guy that kind of is afraid of entrepreneurship. That's the guy teaching entrepreneurship. Mm. So the guy at the college teaching entrepreneurship is a guy who's never been an entrepreneur before. But you know, I, I, someone just stopped me because the cops came by and they said they wanted to arrest you for saying something like that. Okay, so I, you know what I'm saying? No, it's almost like I mean, <laughs> one of the only uh, things like uh, Peter Thiel, you know, who helped uh, launch Facebook with investment dollars. Yes, he said. Thiel. Yeah, he says that one of the only institutions America still believes in is education. You almost like can't question education. It's almost like you're sacrilegious if you are questioning. Uh, 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 you know, do do people really need to to spend this kind of money on this theory? And I'll just tell you that it's. I'm not saying you don't need a degree. I mean, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, certain things you need a degree. But I can say that what, the number one thing you have to look for is practical education. And right. uh, Thomas Edison said that vision without execution is meaningless. And he also said knowledge without application is meaningless. And that's the key thing with application. Uh, and you're exactly. I you know whenever. All, all these opportunities that I, you know, that I started to have once I, you know, I decided to better myself was, it was simply connecting with people I'd interviewed with in the past, you know, because you know I, I run a platform and I was having talking, having all these discussions with business owners like yourself, and and some of these as people they they made it out by themselves, they didn't go to the colleges, they they hosted webinars, they ran around, started you know really teaching what they what they believed in and and yep. they believe in themselves so much that other people who actually went to college were buying their products and i, I said to myself well if, if if this people are actually going out and doing it and learning from the failures and continually understanding what it's like to live in this digital age that we we, we have and actually creating platforms for themselves where they're being sought after um by the same college professors who would ask them to come come on to campus to speak without them having actually having the mba i said well What's stopping people like us millennials from doing that? You know, why can't we? Well, let create, me say this: yeah. If you are a millennial listening to this, mm-hmm. they should. Everyone should be so inspired by what you've done and what you're doing. And we just need to understand that in America, let's think for a second. I mean, in America, if, you, if people don't get anything else out of today's conversation, mm. if, if, if everything in your life just falls apart in America, 
we've got it okay. I mean, I've been on government assistance before. I mean, we've got some air conditioning. We might even get a little cable action going on. We might get ourselves a, you know, a phone. You know, we might be able to, you know, get a bus ticket from A to B. I mean, there's things, you know, it's not that bad. You know, the, the big risk is, is standing still and watching your entire lifetime disappear. That's the big risk. I mean, yeah. The risk is what if, you, what if you live your life, what if you live a life without ever living? To me, that's a risk. No, and that, and that, that becomes, you know, one of your biggest regrets because you, you start to look back and say, I wish I had done that. I, I often have conversations. Sometimes I, I watch shows like Shark Tank with, you know, with, with big groups and then I, I come across people and they're always like, you know, I had that idea 15 years ago. And, and, yeah. and they said that, and I was like, I was just too scared. But it's, um, and, and I guess I'm going to ask you this question, but for me, I said I had that fear it was once I was able to, to get over that fear, I was, um, you know, I was able to move forward. And for, and for me, I, I, I literally, <laughs> it was literally, you got let go. Um, you can yeah. go find another job or you, you know, so I really, I was like, this is, I, like, I really have nothing here and I could decide to go on and try and apply for a job, which I probably would have gotten, but then I was like, this is, I just have to do this now because I, I don't want to stay at a place where I'm not fully utilizing my passions. And, and, and if you get here, and I'm not saying people do want to be where I'm at. I mean, I have five kids and wonderful businesses, and some people uh, fly from all over the world to come out and shadow me or right. you know, they'll see me at speaking events and they'll mm -hmm. say, I love what you do. I want to do what you're doing. Some people say that's kind of disturbing. I don't know if I want to do that. But the point is, if you do want to get here, here being success, let's say, your faith has to conquer fear. Yep. If you want to hear, your faith has to conquer fear. Just have you have to say, I have more faith in myself than doubt. I'm going for it. Bam. Okay. Okay. Well, what other character qualities would you say you've drawn from your experience? I know faith, um, and and just that 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 being just being willing to be crazy. All honesty, but um, yeah. What what other character qualities have you have you drawn that have helped you experience the level of success you had? I know I was listening to you before you said you wanted to be a millionaire by thirty. Um, what. What, what qualities did you feel like helped you? Well, you have to have three. You have to have three. And I, I, I teach this all the time for people. And, and it's just sort of a, a, something I'm passionate about. Um, one is you, you have got to have this big, over, you know, it's big optimistic dream. That's step one, okay? Mm. Big optimistic dream. You've got to have, you've got to see the future as better than the past. You've got to say tomorrow can be better than today. If you don't have optimism, you don't have that big optimistic vision, then you're, you're, you're just not going to, you're not going to have any success there. You know, you just got to have that. If, if you're going, well, you know, it's probably going to get worse. I mean, you can't be pessimistic. Okay. So the big optimism. The second is you've just got to have this, this overwhelming white hot de desire. It's, it's this overwhelming coachability. It's got to be this overwhelming where you're saying, Hey, I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, if I do something, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a learner, but I've got this overwhelming coachability. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, coachable. Uh, I'm going to make myself, uh, I'm going to humble myself. If I do something wrong, if a customer doesn't like my product, if they reject it, I'm going to be quick to correct. If I meet with a mentor and he tells me I'm doing something to correct. If I build my website and no one's going on it, I need to be quick to correct. I just want that overwhelming coachability. Okay. It's just got to be, that's got to be you. You've got to say, you don't you have to seek criticism, not praise. You know, how can I get better? How can I get better? Mm -hmm. and, and then the final one is you have to be able to generate your own momentum. You just have to be able to generate your own momentum. Um, if you're somebody who, you know, needs someone else to create momentum for you, you have two options here. One, you either find a partner, or two, you go work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you 
can't motivate yourself, according to Andrew Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie says that people who cannot motivate themselves must be content with mediocrity. So you've got to be able to create that your own momentum. Right. Right. No, I think I think that those are very sage words, and um, and you, you, I think being that self starter, like you said, creating momentum is very very key, and it's it's very very scary sometimes. I, I always, I mean, it's, I mean, I I don't know what your first speech was like or your experience with that, but I mean, for me, when I decided to to really say, hey, I'm going to go speak at a conference, um, yeah. I, I remember the the conference like, yeah, I can do this, and then I remember right before. Like the, the conference, I was like, "What? Wait, 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 wait! What am I doing?" And then I knew it was too late for that. But I was like, "Okay, you gotta do it. You gotta do it." And once you, once I got on there, you know, it was this incredible. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But it was creating that momentum, but I, th- I feel like that's almost the same type of analogy you can apply with businesses because you're out there by yourself and all of a sudden there's a realization that you're like you're really alone and you're pushing this agenda that you truly believe in and if you don't if you you at this crossroads if you don't continue to believe in it so passionately that you push through you might not be able to achieve that level of success but if you cave into that fear that comes right when you're about to just hit it it's you know it's one of those what if moments. So I, you know I think you're exactly right well, with. That's why that's why we've created. There's all sorts of research about the cognitive load and how people learn and how people form their form their mindsets. And I'll save your your listeners the the, the read here. But there is a book um, that Dr. Um, Cheryl Dweck. She's a Stanford professor. She's written called The Growth Mindset. Mm-hmm. And what they've discovered is that successful people believe that they have the ability to change and improve. Whereas unsuccessful people, when they survey these people, they believe that they're stuck and they have a certain set of skills and talents and that's just it. And so if you have a growth mindset or you want to develop one, what we did on, on Thrive15.com is we, we created these 15 minutes. They're, they're great trainings, but they're broken up into 15-minute segments. So you get kind of that 15-minute daily little pick-me-up to kind of you know motivate yourself and to create that momentum. But you're also learning those practical little skills. You know, you might learn today. You just might learn about how to make a P and L, uh, profit and loss. And tomorrow, you might learn about depreciation schedules. And and the next day, you might learn about permalinks and how to get your site to the top of Google. But it's just taking the 15 to 30 minutes a day to really learn and, and and to take that growth mindset and to turn it into some practical action steps that you can apply to really make big changes in your life. There's just there's just small steps every day make can make big changes in your life. Yeah, no, every, yeah, small drops make an ocean. Um, so let's talk about this here, for example. Sometimes when, when we start a business, right, we, we think we know where it should go. 
But, it, yeah. and you know, I'm sure you found many times, very often the market finds you. Let's talk about a time when, maybe two, when you discovered this to be true. Because, you know, you've been in various businesses and I, I, I can imagine sometimes you're like, wait a minute, this, the, the market just, this is something I could do. Yeah. I didn't think about it before. Yeah, well, you know, for me, what I've found is that when you own a business, it's going to happen. You know, so when you run a business, it, things are going to happen that you don't expect, you right, know. Right. And so what you have to do is you have to start the business by saying, OK, here is the deal. I'm going to have to mitigate my risk. And so Napoleon Hill, the uh, success author of Thinking Grow Rich, uh, the number one self-help book of all time, um, or if you read different Harvard case studies about the subject of business success and failure, most businesses, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, accurate or not, they, they, they fail because they have one emergency that wipes them out. You know what I mean? Just yeah, one thing. Yeah. And so I recommend for business owners listening to this, uh, people who want to start a business owner, you want to go out there and you buy a lot of insurance. Insurance is pretty cheap peace of mind. Um, you want to make sure you've, well, you've, you've capitalized your business by bringing in as many partners as you need to to fund it. Um, you want to make sure that you're, you're doing your you're, you're marketing in an aggressive way, but you're doing it in a way where if you fail, you're not going to die, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I'm going to try to swim across the river. And if I don't, there's, a, there's like a sandbar in the middle and I can stop there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to try to swim across and then the, op, the only option is certain death if you don't make it. These are the, not the kind of risks you want to take. And so I see a lot of entrepreneurs being risky. Um, risky doesn't necessarily mean you're making a good decision just because it's risky. I mean, there's a lot of risky things you can do there that are really dumb. So the main thing is I would just recommend that you embrace knowing that risk is part of the equation but focus on mitigating your risk and making sure that you're making some wise decisions so that not if you fail, but when you fail, you can get back up again and survive. Right, right. Well, what would you say about, you know, so, so this early business, you know, there's a point when businesses reach a, a peak when, you know, you've done all you can. Maybe you bootstrap it, for example. And you've done all you can and you, you, now it's the point where you need to pitch. How, what, how do you generally advise uh, business owners to go about you know, crafting their pitch or finding yeah. the, the right, right type of investor partner, strategic, you know, any of that type of thing? That's a great question. Um, and if you're listening to this, I'd encourage you to take a little guess on this. Well, this is my little trivia show here. Um, <laughs> how many pitches do we think it took for me to land my investment dollars for Thrive 15? Because, uh, you know, I, I was able to, we had a lot of financial success, so I was able to, to basically, my wife and I were able to fund that first million. But um, how many investors, I mean, did, did we think I pitched you? I mean, I've had a pretty decent amount of success, and other people have been more successful, but how many pitches do we think I did? Well, the answer is, I actually have been rejected by over 400 separate investors for this for this particular investment. Wow. So there's such means 400 people via email or phone have told me no in some way or another. And the reason why I know that is because I make a thing called the Dream 100 of investors that I'm targeting. <laughs> I uh, make a list of them and I go for them. And when I get a note, and I usually get you know an appointment with four out of the hundred people I call. That's just my rough average, you know. And so one is we need to do what Thomas Watson talks about. Okay, that's the guy who helped uh, um, start IBM. He says if you want to double your rate of success. Double your rate of failure. So step one, if you're listening, make a big list, okay? Now, mm-hmm. step two is there's a book called Pitch Hacks, and Pitch Hacks is written by the guy who started angellist.com, okay? Pitch Hacks. In that book, he explains in a very succinct way 
the, the specific outline needed to make a great pitch to investors. And I would recommend that you follow that in textbook format or go on to thrive15.com and watch all the very you know detailed episodes. But in general, uh, basically people bet on your team, right? So if I'm investing dollars in you, I want to invest in the team. I don't I mean, your idea might be great, but if you don't have a good team, you're not going to execute. Great teams execute it, you know? So most venture capitalists will invest in the, in the team. So my recommendation is if you're actually listening to this right now, that you might ask yourself, you know, do I have a good team? And if you don't, you might want to go out there and try to build your team before you start pitching. Because a lot of times people will reject your team, not the idea. Does, does that kind of make sense? No, it makes sense. I mean, they want to be able to know that they have the people there that can actually carry out what, what the, you know, the vision is. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I remember when I started to thrive. Um, it was funny, but we, we brought on Lee Cockerell. Um, he's the guy who used to manage Walt Disney World. And right. so he managed at one point 40,000 employees. Well, when people hear that your management courses are taught by a guy who has 40,000 who managed Disney World, you know, the world's largest resort, they're kind of like, okay, I'm good. That makes sense. You know, but if I was going, well, my management classes are taught by a, a brochure Damas that I just met. I mean, it's going to be harder for them to want to invest in that idea, you know? So I would recommend everybody listening to this should go out and find at least one partner with a little bit of resume, with a little bit of credibility, potentially give them equity, potentially pay them, bring them on as an advisor, bring them on as a board member. I would do that. And then step two is I'd go out, go out there and get yourself uh, that, a copy of that book, book uh, uh, Pitch Hacks, and read the heck out of it and follow that outline. Right. Well, hey, no, I mean, I think th that's very valid because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously at that point and, and it's the same sort of thing. It's, you know, it's... Always, some of these are thoughts that run through my mind, and I was uh, I was very curious to hear your thoughts about that because um, I'm finding that to be very very true myself. I also keep a a, a list of uh of, of no's or, uh, that I get. They they yeah. somehow strangely drive me. I don't know why that is, but they do. <laughs> we all need that basketball coach that cuts our you know cuts Michael Jordan here. We all need that guy. It's yeah. just it fuels the fire. Yeah, no, it does. It fuels me every day, and I, I couldn't even agree more. This this now brings the interesting question. I, I'm yep. curious to hear your answer. Did luck play any part in your success? No. Okay. Um, I, I love that answer, by the way. I just, I just wanted to hear. Because some people say... No, uh, let, me, let me walk you through my lucky system that everybody here can, can do if they want to. Um, every day, I wake up at 4 in the morning or before. Um, and when I wake up, I spend two hours a day planning out my day. I think about... I, Lee Cockrell, who I know you're going to have on the show at some point, he's a master of this. But I ask myself in the areas of these five areas every day... In the areas of spirit, mind, body, relationships, and finances. And those five areas, spirit, mind, body, relationships, finances, what are action items that I'm going to take in those five areas? Then I put them on my, on my, put them on my, uh, my Google calendar deal. And then I, I schedule time and I do it. And I've done this since mentors started working with me back in when I was like 19 years old. So I, I schedule specific times to do that. I ask myself, how long is it going to take to do these things? And then I execute them. And then when I don't know what I'm doing which is often, um, I then either look for a mentor who can teach me or I look for a Harvard case study to read about it. And I realized years ago that most people don't like to read three hours or two hours a day like I do. And that's why we you know, put together Thrive 15 so people can go on and watch a video-based solution that kind of you know, condenses the 400-page case study into like a 10-minute training, you know, that kind of thing. But that's, that's what I would do is I'd, I'd encourage everybody to wake up every day and to think about where you are versus where you want to be in the areas of spirit, mind, body, relationships, and finances. Schedule a specific time to do it. 
and then work at the speed needed to do it. And whenever you have a big pitch, or like I have a big speaking event in Wisconsin uh, in two days, going up there, going to freeze. Um, she to stayed. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I'm going up there, you know, Wisconsin, what happens is, uh, you know, I have an opportunity. Am I going to prepare? Because if I, if I have the speaking event, the audience is going to know whether I prepared or not. Mm. You know? So I've already actually written out my, my, my speech. I've cited it. I've vetted it. I've done all the research. I've done all the statistics. I've got everything supported and notable quotables and stats and all the principles there. And I've already practiced my delivery. And so I've practiced to the point where I can't get it wrong, not to the point where I sometimes get it right. And so Oprah says it best, but it's, it's, it's opportunity meeting preparation is what creates what people call luck. That's a, that's absolutely correct. And speaking of Oprah, Oprah's one of my, I, for me, Nelson Mandela, Oprah, Seth Godin, then, you know, uh, Richard Branson, that mix is like the ideal person for me. But uh, especially Nelson yeah. Mandela, who's your, who are your biggest inspirations? Um, well, Clifton Talbert, um, he's one of our Thrive15.com mentors. He's probably been one of the biggest um, because uh, he grew up as an African-American young man and he wasn't allowed to go into banks because of the color of his skin. He grew up during the time of legal segregation, which mm-hmm. is a white guy. It's nothing that I can relate to. Really. You know, I've read about it. I've heard about it. I've seen movies about it. But that was his life. And he took that bitterness and that frustration of the horrible racist things people said to him and all the terrible uh, things he went through. He grew up without really having a mom in his life and a dad. I mean, it's just it, I go on and on. But he actually helped, was part of the team that helped launch the Stairmaster. And he actually went on to start his own bank. <laughs> and so a guy who couldn't go into banks, just like Nelson Mandela was that, a guy. That, I was about to tell you. Way, yeah. The yeah. parallels there are phenomenal. And, yeah. uh, and it's just, and, and so to me, I look at that guy as I say, every time that something's going, going, I'm going through something that's rough or something that's challenging, I say, you know what? I, I have never gone through anything that even begins to compare with what Clifton Talbert has gone through. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, his, his life was made to a major motion picture called uh, Once Upon a Time When We Were Colored that mm-hmm. Siskel and Ebert, back when those two were together, gave two thumbs up to. The lady who used to play uh, Bill Cosby's wife, um, Felicia Rashad, she right. played his mother in the movie. It's just awesome. No, no. I, I was getting chills drawing the parallels because that's exactly the same reason why Nelson Mandela is easily my biggest inspiration. I mean, you know, I, I said earlier I'm Nigerian, and, you know, obviously Nelson Mandela is like a father of Africa. But I'm 25, Nelson Mandela stayed in jail for 27 years, and I always tell myself, you know, this guy stayed in jail for longer than I've been alive. And then, <laughs> and then he actually came back to 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 unite a country or to seek to work with people that actually put him there or people, you know, that type of thing. And to have that level of forgiveness and, and fortitude and insight to realize that there's beauty in working together as opposed to remaining apart. Well, you know. You know- you know, I'm certainly uh, not a spiritual advisor, and you certainly didn't have me on the program to give people spiritual advice. <laughs> I'll just say that everybody listening to this, though, uh, you have to believe. Uh, Steve Jobs says you have to have faith in something. I, mm-hmm. I have faith in God, but I know that everybody listening to this was put on the planet for a reason. And maybe some of us feel like that reason is because an amoeba and, a, and some plankton got together and created us some, through some Big Bang or something. Somebody else believes God specifically ordained their destiny. But I can just tell you, if you're listening to this and you're just not content with where you are right now, if you just feel like you just are stuck, just know that Nelson Mandela, uh, Clifton Talbert, that Oprah, I mean, Oprah was a victim of rape. I mean, yeah. these people turn their bitterness into betterness. And if you'll just harness that frustration you feel right now, and just contrast that versus where you want to be, I promise you, you know, I promise you, my son was born blind. Uh, my best friend died when I was in college. 
Um, we grew up without financial resources. I mean, I could go on and on listing all the reasons why I shouldn't be successful. I took my ACT three times. I, I got kicked out of college. I, I could go on and on of all the adversities I've had, adversities that you've had. But the thing is, we've got to decide that success is a choice, and we have to believe in ourselves enough to know that this life does matter, and we can truly make a difference. You're right. No, turn your bitterness into betterness. And then, and then speaking of difference, that's the trigger word for me. That's the mission statement of the company. How do you, sir, Clay, use your difference to make a difference? Mm. Well, I can tell you this. Um, we have thousands of people all over the world who email. I probably get 20, 30 emails a day from people. Uh, one lady recently on, our, on the, the, the Thrive15.com website, her name is Kat, and she's been on there, and she has doubled the size of her bakery, my friend, in less than a year. <laughs> and so she had a bakery. She'd been in business for, I think, five years or four years. And now she's almost doing enough revenue where she's looking at – she's producing over a 30% profit for the first time. So she's now looking at – actually looking into the process of franchising. And because she's now over some of those profitability thresholds, she can now look into that. And so my, my whole thing as I look at it is, is if I can help one person like Kat – change their lives uh it's awesome and and that's and we had one couple uh aj uh holsey uh was was the, the lady and steve holsey there's window installation company they have and they've been able now just by learning things on the site they're learning now how to get to the top of google and they're installing another three or four windows every week you know and that doesn't seem like a lot maybe for some people but guys i grew up you know where you financially i mean i didn't have the air conditioning in my apartment i didn't have air conditioning and my wife and i were sweating it out you know no heat no air conditioning I was eating the budget gourmet over there at Walmart. And let me tell you, if you get three new deals a week, that's changing someone's life. And that's really what I hang my head on every night. It's just I hang my hat on. I just I hang my hat on knowing that, that we're helping change people's lives in a meaningful way. And, and if anybody's in the military, um, Thrive15.com is free for them. It's always free. So if you're in the military or you ever were or your spouse is in the military, Thrive15.com is free for you. And that's why we teamed up with uh, David Robinson. So if you're listening and you're in the military, we're in the military, it's free for you. And we just encourage you to check it out. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And this is where I turn the interview to you to talk about how people can get involved with Thrive15, how people, um, can, maybe if you have any lasting words for you know the next generation <laughs> and just... You know, you started the interview, flipping the interview on me, and um, now I just want to give you the chance to just go free reign. You're going to flip it and reverse it. Okay. So yep. Oh, hey, Mr. DJ uh -huh. over there. All right. There you go. So so there you go. Yeah. You know, I, I would just say this is that, you know, I would love, obviously, for everyone to check out Thrive15.com, and it would be great. But I'll tell you this. Um, who, who's Thrive15 not for? If you're somebody who's content to stay in a box and you say, I, I don't, I kind of, I don't want to grow as a person. I have a fixed mindset. I feel like I, I don't have what it takes to grow. I'm cynical. I'm pessimistic. The economy's going to blow up anyway. You know, I'm just worried about World War III. If that's you, it's not going to help you. But if you're somebody who believes in a better tomorrow, you believe that you truly can get from where you are to where you want to be, you just need to know a little bit more. We have found that mentorship is by far the most pain-free way to learn. And we've loaded up Thrive15.com with uh, leadership courses taught by David Robinson, the NBA Hall of Famer. We have uh, courses on how to gain financing, uh, how to get money. A lot of people struggle with getting capital. I know I did. Um, that's taught by David Nielsen. He's a guy who's funded over $3 billion of small businesses in the past 10 years. Um, we've got courses on PR uh, taught by the guy who used to be Michael Jackson's PR consultant, the Nike's P uh, PR consultant. And search engine classes taught by the guy who built the website for Garth Brooks and other huge people. So 
I can just tell you that if you right now are listening and you're going, man, I just I want to change my life. I'm not sure where to start. Um, I highly recommend that you do not enroll in a college course uh, right now. If you're in a college course, I'm not saying it's a waste of time. Uh, for you, my friend, it's not a waste of time. I'm not saying that. But I am saying is you don't need to spend 50000 You might just need to – maybe it's just free for you or maybe it's $50 a month. But you need to figure out what do you need to learn to get from where you are to where you want to be. And if you don't know, on the website, we do recommend uh, courses from, uh, for you. So you go up on the site. Make sure you put in the promo code. Uh, Clay, you know, promo code C-L-A-Y, uh, promo code Clay, go to Thrive15.com, put the promo code Clay, C-L-A-Y, and uh, you can try out Thrive15 free for 30 days for all your listeners. So they can check it out and see if it's if it's the right fit for them. So promo, so code, promo Clay. code Clay. Promo code Clay. It's free for 30 days, and uh, we, don't give, we don't give away grades. We just give away points. And so whoever gets the most points, um, our last winner, we gave him a $15,000 cash prize. All right. Well, right. well thank you so much for this, and I just want to thank you for your time. Hey, and I, I uh, mean this sincerely. I appreciate you for going out on faith, uh, for allowing your faith to conquer fear and to bless people and, and, and bless so many people here. I think it's inspiring what you're doing. Um, it's inspiring what you're going to do, and uh, let's stay in touch. No, definitely will. Definitely will. I, I can't wait to actually learn a lot more about what you're doing, and then I'm looking forward to more interactions with you for sure. Hey, you take care, my friend. All right. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.